This is the Shoot Once Podcast, a podcast about the Columbus Blue Jackets and the NHL, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Football fans, here we go. It is Super Bowl week, um, and DraftKings, the official daily partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back the golden ticket giveaway, up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you need to do to get your share of the huge prizes, enter DraftKings, free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. So what do you need to do? Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Ugh... I feel like I should play some DraftKings just to try and get my spirits back up because as, as a Blue Jackets fan, I'm in a weird place, folks. A um, little different of a show tonight, if you haven't been able to tell, if you were looking for the video version. I mean, there's not a video version this week. Um, I, I kind of made the decision last minute and, and have been trying to think about it when the Blue Jackets have Sunday games this year where, you know, normally I've been doing these these live video versions of the show. And if they're playing, it feels kind of strange to try and do a video show while they're playing and all that. So so these ones will be good old-fashioned recordings, and we'll go forward from there with it. Um, but, I mean, it, it, after that, you know, that loss to the Blackhawks, 3-1 loss, things just don't feel great. And, and it's a weird game to not feel good about. Because um, here's the thing. So you go to... Depending on who you listen to and who you who you look at online and who you read, some people say the sky's falling on this team. I don't think that's quite the case, but it's not great. Uh, it could be a situation where we're looking at, you know, this team's really trying to play differently this year than it has before, and it's really got different pieces to try and do it, and and things just aren't aren't gelling quickly. Um, I mean, I understand, you know, like during the, the Blue Jackets game tonight, I think Fox Sports Ohio put up a, some kind of statistic about, you know, how much turnover different teams had had. And, you know, the Blackhawks were up there at the top. And the Blue Jackets, it doesn't feel like a lot of turnover. But honestly, at this point, I, I mean, nobody expected to go into this season without Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now we're a couple games in and we don't have him. Um we essentially are doing a different top line center when it comes to Max Domi. Texier's not playing the wing; he's playing center. You got Miko Koivu, you know, playing where he can. Foodie's been a big part of this team. I mean, it's it feels like this team may still just be figuring themselves out. And and here's all right. So talking about the last two games that have happened since we've talked last, the Blue Jackets on Friday night beat the Blackhawks two one. And this is a game where the Blackhawks could look back at it and say, we got goalied. Um, 
I mean, when it came to shot share at, at even strength, five on five with a, a score and venue adjusted there, they did. I mean, they, they barely edged the Blue Jackets, uh, 50.37% to 49.63%. The expected goals for a little bit more of an advantage, 57.25 to 42.75%. Uh, percent. So the Blue Jack, I mean, the, the Blackhawks could come out of Friday. And if you watch that game, it, it, yeah, it had that feeling that you came out of it with the Blackhawks really should have won that game, and they didn't. And this game, you know, it's interesting because it didn't feel throughout big parts of it like the Blue Jackets were doing better than the Blackhawks. But when you look at the total game, so the Blackhawks had the expected had the edge in Corsi, but the the Blue Jackets had the edge in the expected goals for, 57% of the expected goals for for the Blue Jackets. Now, in the second period, the Blackhawks had more. They had a, a 60% of the expected goals for, but in the first and third, the Blue Jackets had 70% of the expected goals for in the first and 56% in the third. And and for those of you who, who haven't listened to the show long, but maybe, maybe if you have, and it just I throw around so many numbers, this gets feels weird and gets old after a while. The the thing is, when the Blue Jackets, the last couple of years, when the Blue Jackets are at their best, what you can kind of expect to see is that their Corsi number may be, eh, maybe they won the Corsi that night, maybe they didn't. And for those who don't know, Corsi essentially is just, you know, was there a shot? Who you know? Which team shot it? Whoever had the most shots. It's kind of a rough way of trying to predict who had more puck possession, or trying to trying to read that in a way. I mean, it's a good way to think of it if you're if you're acquainted with football. Which if you're an Ohio sports fan, you are. You know, you've seen football games where one team outgains the other in yards by a lot, but still loses the game. But normally, if one team's got a lot more yards than the other, it means they're ahead. Same kind of general thinking with Corsi. If, if a team just edges the other team in, in shot share, may not mean much. If one team dominates it, that's a different story. But when the Blue Jackets were doing well in previous, you know, last year, there were games where they were, uh, essentially they, they didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the, the, they they didn't always carry the shot share the Corsi numbers, but they would they tended to carry expected goals for, and and what that means, what that looks like when you're talking about uh, a team, there is, it means that while the other team was getting more overall shots, the quality of the shots is what the Blue Jackets is where they were winning, and that's how they tended to win last year. This year, that's not what's happening, and that's the that's a big problem for this team. Um, so, I mean, in, in trying to put it in perspective here, so these last two games, both games, the, the Corsi percent, they were on the wrong end. But when it came to expected goals four, in one game, they were on the right end of that. Here's the problem. They're, they haven't, in a few games, they've had that expected goals four edge. Um, and actually, the strange thing is, if you're looking at five on five, uh, score and venue adjusted, they did it in both games in Nashville. Um, in the first game, they car- they, and, and, and they actually carried Corsi in both games as well. In the second game, or uh, third game against uh, the, the Red Wings, the first one they won, actually, they didn't carry it. Uh, 
and and I'm I'm going through their numbers here, and it's just they're in a lot too many games. They're just not generating enough scoring chances. They're just not generating the quality of scoring chances you want. And I'm not sure what we want to look at as far as what's causing these problems, what's creating these issues. Um, I, I will say one second here. Again, it's it's been a while since I've done a show like this, guys. I'm just I'm just I'm just in this this searching place trying to figure out where this team is, what this team is doing, and and where this creates so many problems for them is when you look at where they sit as as far as expected goals throughout the league, that's where there's a major problem. Um they are at 24th in the league and expected goals for percentage throughout the course of the season. And that's just not, that's not going to be conducive to your team doing anything. Um, it, it feels like so many games, these, this team is still, they're all still trying to get to know each other. And it's strange because some of these players have been together for a long time and it's it, it's that kind of it's that kind of criticism that I'm willing to hear about John Tortorella not the not the PLA Dubois stuff cuz we've talked about that and and other things but just this premise that the team is how is it that they're still struggling with this that they're still struggling with how to get get enough scoring chances in the course of a game how is it they're still having that that problem? And what's going on this season? It's not again. It's it's tricky because you're trying to figure this out, and it, you know, hockey being a team sport, you don't want to put anything on just oh, this guy needs to be better, that guy needs to be better. But let's let's look at it this way. So. If again going through natural stat trick, and you can do this by individual players on the ice when they're on the ice what is the team's expected goals for percentage run there on the ice? The worst on the team is Miku Koivu, which, you know, he's, again, he's getting used to the team. He's a little bit of an older guy. I, maybe they're still trying to find his role, but it's 35%. When he's on the ice, five on five, 35% of the expected goals for in the Blue Jackets' favor. Here's the problem. The second, third, and fourth worst ones right now are Seth Jones, Cam Atkinson, and Zach Wierenski. Seth Jones, 38.81%. Cam Atkinson, 42.79%. Zach Wierenski, 42.97%. These are the guys that are your time on ice leaders. And when they're on the ice, you are not getting more goals, expected goals for. These are the pillars this team is built around, is Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski. Do I think that Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski just forgot how to play hockey? No, I, I don't. I just, I don't know what's happening. And that's where the frustration is because you have a game like tonight where the Blue Jackets have a higher than, you know, a higher expected goals for the other team and they still find a way to, to lose this one. 
but when you look at who's playing well, I mean, at seventh lowest, Max Domi, 44.48%. Essentially, if somebody's under 50, that means when they're on the ice, the other team's getting more shots. The other team's getting more quality chances. Not more shots, more quality chances. Number eight, Nick Foligno, 45.27. Uh, Texier, even, 46.63. Bjorkstrand, 47.11. Gavrikov, 49.69. Savard, 49.79. You don't get to 50% until you hit to Eric Robinson at number 14, and there's only 22 people on this list. Theoretically, I mean, you'd, you'd want most of your guys to be over 50 because that means you're getting over 50. Now, some of these guys on the list, Jack Roslovic is really high, 64.21%. Uh, Emil Bemstrom at a 60.60. Michael Delzato, of all people, at a 55.51. Um, but you just... I mean, it, it's happening to the whole team right now. That's the thing. That is the major issue, and that's where you've got to start having serious questions about the coaching. Now, right now we are in, we are 10 games in now in any other season at this point, I would be saying, you know what? We're 10 games in relax, but that's not this season. This season's what? 56 games, 56, where there's not a lot of time to make up dropping points, especially when you're dropping them to the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, you're, they, this is a, I mean, granted, you've got, you know, you got two out of the four points, but this is a team that you are supposed to be, that's supposed to be one of the whipping boys of the division, especially with how many injuries they were dealing with. I mean, something I want to discuss with you guys, and I put it on Twitter, and some people were like, oh, what does that mean? Again, when you look at points, right now the Blue Jackets are second in the division with 11 points. If you look at points percentage... They're fifth. They're just out of a playoff spot. Now, to put that in perspective, the four teams above them have all only played six games. So, I mean, and one of them is Florida at 5-0-1. Florida's having a super fast start. Carolina's 5-1. Dallas is 4-1-1. Tampa's 4-1-1. So these are teams that are having fast starts. I don't expect Dallas and Florida to keep up their pace. I don't really expect Carolina to stay at that pace, but I expect Carolina to stay really good. So the Blue Jackets are going to have chances to get back into this, but this this isn't this isn't something where this team can find a bunch of time to find itself. And, and the tricky thing is, come Tuesday night with the introduction of Patrick Line, there's another player that you're going to have to find a place for on this roster. And here's my major concerns: um, is that we're going to take one of these guys who's actually playing well and bench him because he's too young. Now. What what was encouraging tonight is that Eric Robinson was playing penalty kill. And penalty kill seems to be a role that John Tortorella likes when he starts thinking somebody's going to be on that on the team all the time. Because if he just thinks somebody's going to be on there as, you know, a fourth liner or something, I, I think he was putting I my hope is that he was putting Eric Robinson on the penalty kill with the intention of, okay, can I can I not? Can I still have an effective penalty kill once with this? Once this is 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 done, there can I still have that? Once we have to make that that trade out there, am I still going to have that that effective player? So I'm going to get a, a quick word in here from our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network, and I'll be right back to you here in a moment. 
And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast, Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. I am one half of your Blue Notes team, Tom Franklin, joined by my teammate, the man called Wags. And we are your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that includes expert analysis, whether it's at Enterprise Center. When you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. Or at home. Penalties, that was a big, big piece. You know, you're wearing down some of your best players because they're out on the, the ice for so many penalty kill opportunities. Just a complete breakdown. Blues first round pick, Jake Neighbors. Braden Chan texted me and then uh, the head coach, Craig Berube, reached out as well. And um, Ryan O'Reilly as well. And then um, the next day on day two of the draft, uh, Tarasenko FaceTimed me. So uh, that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> and we're the only hockey podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network to have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent. The Hawaii Blues fan, Guy Bensing. In true Dan Kelly fashion, Dan Kelly says, F you, Keaton. I know who's the starting pitcher for Game 4 of the World Series. You damn well know who the starting goalie is for Game 4 of the NHL season. And then walked away. And we have a musician, too. Not only is he responsible for this fat beat you're listening to right now, but he has also performed absolute works of art. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your rear. Never wanting to leave the eyes when the pain set in. So check out Blue Notes wherever you get your podcasts from. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump, listen to Blue Notes, and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. All right, and we're back. So it, it's definitely been a different kind of show than what I normally do. Um, no beer, no other stuff, no no cute kids and jokes and that kind of stuff. And and again, part of that's just that the the way tonight's worked out with with watching a game and then things being late. I mean, that's a big part of it here. Um. So again, a little different of a show, but I'm I'm. I mean, it just maybe this is my own little personal therapy session here. This is probably the most pessimistic I've been about this team in a while, and and the reason I say that is everything felt like we were all set up for long term success. We had the center, we had the number one top lines, we had our number one center, we had everybody else ready that we were going to be able to go out and make things happen. And very quickly, and, and it, things look good. And and I personally have a lot of concerns about the introduction of Patrick Laine onto the team because Patrick Laine tends to be a great shooter and a great finisher. But so far, 
we have not seen him be one who drives a lot of play. Um, his expected goals for numbers normally aren't great. He overperforms them because he has an incredible shot. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what that looks like. Um, granted, I am someone who focuses a lot on the five-on-five five numbers, so I don't know. I mean, if, if he can help the penalty, the power play, I mean, if, if one man can just help a power play, then that could alone could be a huge boost to the Blue Jackets season. But here's... Here's where his Blue Jackets fans, we're all going to have to be real concerned coming up here. So, I mean, the thing is, they're all division games. We, I mean, that's this whole season. But in the next two weeks, Tuesday night, we got Dallas. Thursday night, Dallas again. Then next Sunday and Monday, a back-to-back with Carolina. Those are the teams that you are trying to catch in the division. These are the teams that have played less games than you. So you need to get wins here. You need to get regulation wins as much as possible. Here's the thing. Here, this is what I'm going to say right now. As down as I am right now, if, and this is a big if in my mind, if by next Sunday when I'm doing the show, and the next week's show shouldn't have a, uh, we should be able to do the video again on Sunday, and we'll do a video again on Wednesday. But next Sunday's uh, game is a matinee. It's a 3 p.m. So we'll have plenty of time to get ourselves together um, and then do the live show. Of course, I guess then the live show would be during the Super Bowl, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but um, if, if by that time they've won two of those three games in regulation, I'll be in a much better mood. I'll be much better off because I just... Right now, it feels like this season was set up for them to make something happen. It it felt like there was a big window for them to go in and and to to make some noise. And, And what I mean by that is they had a chance to... It, or I mean, they still have the chance. Obviously, they still have the chance. Things could still happen, but it was, okay, Tampa, they're missing their best player. Dallas, I mean, Dallas, yes, they got to the Stanley Cup final last year, but I wouldn't be the only person to say they really wrote a hot goalie to do it. Florida, I think we're better than Florida. Carolina, um, maybe we're not going to have a better regular season than them, but I definitely we could beat them in a seven-game series. I think this felt like a chance for the Blue Jackets to get in get a, a you know second or third seed in a season and get past the first round and maybe, just maybe, in that divisional round, pull off something and, and get to a conference final. I guess it wouldn't be a conference final this year, technically, but to get to a final. And maybe that still happens. I just... The combination of losing Pierre-Luc Dubois, the combination of the fact that we're not seeing Jones and Wierenski play up to what they we expect. That's where that, that being down on the team comes from. Something I've said for the last two or three years is that as long as Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski are on this team, this team will compete for playoff spots. And these first 10 games have made me go, oh boy, is that still true? Is one of these guys dragging down the other? Is there something going on? that's causing these problems. Because here's the thing. I have subscribed to a theory for a long time that forwards can overperform if they have great defensemen behind them. Because those great defensemen are transitioning the puck up, 
Those great defensemen are creating scoring chances on their own. Those great defensemen are creating opportunities that those forwards can can kind of over uh, over deliver on. Because if all of a sudden teams have to worry about defensemen, the forwards become more of an afterthought, and it's harder to deal with, and and it's just it, it creates more chaos for the defense. And the more things they have to think about, if when you come down the ice, if your defensemen are able to carry play, it, it changes a lot, and that just hasn't been the case. I mean, if you, I've been trying to make more and more mental notes as I've been watching games, but when Jones and Wernsky are on the ice, they're on their own end. The Blue Jacks are down on their end playing defense, and they're not getting a lot of high quality scoring chances. So we'll see, folks. Um, I'm excited to see Patrick Line, but I'm also worried. Um, I mean, there's just this concern that he's going to come here and he won't be he won't be the change agent we need him to be. He won't be the scoring Goliath we need him to be. I mean, here's the thing: if if he ends up signing a, a five or six year deal and then scores thirty goals in every one of those years. I, I think I'll be happy. I think I can live with that kind of trade. And, you know, maybe sprinkles in a couple of 40-goal seasons. I can live. I think I'll be able to live with the trade. It's just when forever you've been looking for that number one center and you finally had him and then he left town. And and, and that's happening in the same season that you're dealing with your franchise guys just not living up to their potential. It, it's a tough ask. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, like, subscribe. Check us out again. Check out the uh, DraftKings app. Use the promo code THPN to sign up for the Super Bowl there. And, and again, a bunch of other great games you can play with, with uh, NHL and stuff. So sign up for that. Thank you guys for listening to my ramblings and rants. Have a great day. Uh, and go Jackets. Please connect with the show on Twitter at ShootOnesPod. And thank you for listening to the Shoot Ones Podcast.